Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, because uh, my anniversary was yesterday, so I figured it wouldn't be a good idea to schedule a podcast on a third on the, on the Wednesday night. So, moved it to a Thursday night. This is a special Thursday edition of the Clown Hour podcast. And I also created a sports blog called The Clown Times, Clown Silver K. And this is the actual uh, podcast component of the Clown Times um, uh, uh, sports blog. You're able to find the blog on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you're able to find me on Facebook as well. So whether you're on your smartphone, laptop, desktop, wherever you are, uh, just go to, to Facebook and go to the search one and type in The Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Silver K. You're able to find me there. Yeah, a bit to get into tonight. We're going to talk about what's good, what's good in the NBA bubble. Um, you know, we're winding down the regular season games. I call it the eight-game tune-up. Uh, for all the teams that are in the bubble, uh, as well as uh, this notion that uh, <laughs> that Commissioner Adam Silver is trying to is looking to bring in some uh, uh, some additional guests, I I E I G holes and whatnot. <laughs> I think it's going to fuck up everything as far as COVID risk or concern. But we're also going to talk about the, the major college football conferences, I E the Power Five, the SEC, ACC. Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10, that are looking to either um, to either bring in, well, I'm sorry, to bring, but bring in the fall football season or not. Uh, two of them are not, and two are, and three are, even though one's kind of iffy on the fence right now. 
So we're going to talk about all that with my man, my co-host, my partner in crime. Now I know him from the yard, so that's HBCU Sports. We're talking about all things HBCU Sports as well. Sleazy Radio on Facebook Live every Tuesday night, as well as his contributions to Herosports.com and HBCU uh, Sports, right, .com. Uh, I, I messed that up every time. I consider confused over HBCU game there. But anyway, here to correct me on that is Dwayne Nash. How you doing, sir? <laughs> no, you got it right this week. It is HBCU Sports. Oh, good. Um, yes. <laughs> I tend to yes, mess my... that up every single time. That is fine. Um, that is fine, man. Hey, uh, my thing is, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you, if you're a fan of HBCU Sports, you know, I, I we, there's a, a, a plethora of options where you can get your information from. We all come from it from uh, various angles that are all based uh, 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 in the knowledge of what's going on and, and our own perspective and intelligence. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to support anyone that's out here supporting HBCU sports. Man, that's good because that's where it's at, man. And we've had podcasts throughout the last couple of months alone on, on the HBCU sports and the impact that's going on with the social, what's going on socially in this country. You know, as mm-hmm. well as possible follow stuff, which we're going to get to later this year, I'm sure. So uh, it's good to always talk about that. It's good to always look out and come on home, as we tell these some of these student athletes. Um, so <laughs> NBA bubble, they get the chance to really holler at you much about the NBA bubble. I mean, we did a little bit last week, but um, you know, as far as how the NBA has carried out. Uh, uh, the, the circumstances with, with like then with the with the pandemic, as far as testing procedures, and not many cats, well, no one actually being infected during this time. No one. It's a, mm-hmm. I, I give them a plus, and I also we'll talk about this in a minute, most in a minute. Give Adam Silver more a pluses on how they tackle social issues throughout like during mm-hmm. this restart, and of course he filled it from the media regarding the fans and, and their ignorant, like, voice of views on our athletes and social justice stuff. But anyway, um, but let me just start with, with the teams and the play that went on in the bubble. I thought the play was, has been outstanding. And that's not – I mean, it's, I mean for a five, four- or five-month layoff, they ain't bad as far as the quality. It is not bad. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm happy, and that's one of the things I'm happiest about. Um, but just give me your take on, on what your impression, your impressions of the NBA and the and this restart in the bubble as we lead up into the playoffs. I think the playoffs start later, start this weekend or early next week. Um, yeah, get ready because it starts Saturday. Um, you know, we yeah. want to get a playing game, or a playing scenario at least. Um, from the West, most definitely, and, and and the two teams, whoever it is out of these four, man, oh man, I'm going to enjoy watching play at least one, if not two, games. Um, right. The play as a whole, I've enjoyed it. Um, and, and I've, I've I, 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 after about maybe four or five games in, you know, I, I was starting to expect, okay. For teams like the Lakers, the 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 Bucks, and eventually the Clippers, this was legit a tune-up for them. 
as they were getting to the playoffs, so they were starting to, you know, work on certain things, experiment, figure out who would be best right. for the rotation, especially with the Lakers and the, uh, the various additions that they've made um, leading up to coming into the bubble. Um, but everyone else was, was fighting for position or fighting for a spot into the playoffs. Out of all the teams that made it, of course, my beloved Wizards was the only one to make it seem like they just didn't. Well, it wasn't that they didn't want to be there. It was legit the G League team. It was legit the DC go-go out there um, yeah. with, with the Wizards, man, because, yeah. you know, you're missing Bertans. You're missing um, uh, uh, Bradley Beal. And, of course, John Wall has been on the shelf. Everyone else, if, if anyone else can name the starting five for the – or anyone, a member of the starting five for the Wizards, I'd be shocked. But – <laughs> it is what it is, man. You, you know, um, they did what they could. They finally got a win today. Yeah. What's that? As you know, they, they, they got a win today. Saga, right? Yes. Um, Roy um, Hachimura, that's the one that I guess everyone could name, right? It's because he, it. he was like the That's all I can name, too. <laughs> see, exactly, right? So. But, you know, other guys that I know, um, well, see, look at me. As soon as I say that, I pause, right? That's sad. That's real sad. Um. Jimmy Robinson, yeah. uh, 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 Thomas Bryan, you know, there's, there's a plethora of guys. I'm I'm still getting used to, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and be frank. I don't watch them. I don't watch them. It's it's because it is what it is. I don't think many people play basketball, man. Yeah, but I don't think we're bad watching either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I'm, I I I wouldn't be surprised if they're not watching. But enough about bad basketball. Good basketball. So right. everyone else fighting for playoff spots fighting to go ahead and extend their season. It's been great basketball from the likes of yes, watching James Harden play, uh, the duo of Porzingis and, uh, 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 and Luka Doncic up there in Dallas, um, watching uh, Chris Paul and OKC and the youngsters that they have the, um, out there, um, watching Boston and that, that team that they have. The unfortunate loss of Ben Simmons in Philadelphia and trying to figure out how they're going to keep their head above water um, against the Celtics in the, in the next round. Um, Jimmy Butler and um, Bamba Bayou uh, over in Miami, well, with Miami, that is. Um, I'm sorry, Bam Adebayo, almost mispronounced his name. Uh, the Toronto Raptors out there with their squad as deep as they are. Everyone has. If, if they weren't winning games, they were at least looking good in spots. The team that I'm most impressed right. with, though, has been the play of the Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker. I understand yes, it has been Devin by himself, but Devin's been balling out, and they've been fighting as if they really want this playoff spot. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to be disappointed if they don't if they win out and don't make it into the playoffs. That's going to disappoint me. me. And there is, there's a chance that that can happen. But, you know, right. I applaud them for the way that they've come out during this time in the bubble to make it look like they want to go ahead and compete and to show the rest of the league that, hey, if we can keep this play up, this is what we're going to look like next year. You know what? I'm mad that we're probably going to have Memphis in the playing game. They don't deserve to get in there. Stand the day the injuries ravaged them. And I love John Morant. I really love Dylan Brooks as well. Um, but, damn it, they hadn't wowed me the way Phoenix has mm-hmm. and, Memphis, and, I'm sorry, and Portland has. 
as well. I mean, Damian yes. Lillard. Oh, God, Portland. You know what? Yeah. Dame, Dame, Dame Dollar was easy to get to, right? Because everyone's been singing the praises of Dame. The one guy. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and, and, and talk about, of course, it's the, 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 the wily old vet out there wearing the, 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 the double low in honor of my man Kevin Duckworth. One, uh, 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 Tomello Anthony. My God. When, like, I yeah. didn't pay attention to it until um, Mark Jackson pointed it out. There's certain times in right. which, of course, if Melo sees he has a, a, height, um, a height advantage. He's going old school. He's backing somebody down and playing with his back to the basket, something that we rarely see with these young guys. And, hell, something that we rarely see with these older young guys, and I'm saying that with air quotes, with the likes of LeBron. We may occasionally see LeBron back someone down, but we don't see it that much. That's what Melo has been doing. That's what he does. And, and for him to continue to do that, and, and the way that the, the, the style that the, the, this league is playing right now, you know, takes me back to the 90s, man, and I love seeing that done. But, yeah, like you said, <laughs> you cannot, <laughs> you cannot, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, discredit anything that Dame has done this entire time, with the exception, of oh, course, those no. two free throws he missed against yeah. the L.A. Clippers. But, yeah, he's right. been killer the entire time. And, you know, uh-oh, L.A. Clippers, all you did was just woke a sleeping giant during that game that the, the Clippers actually came from behind to win um, when he missed those yeah. great free throws by, you know, laughing at him. He comes out and has some of the biggest games, not only of this season, but of his career afterwards. He had mm-hmm. 61 in his last one. Oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be very interesting to see what happens if the Portland Trailblazers – face the L.A. Lakers in the first round. And you know what Damian Dillard, Dame, Dame, Dame Dallas said at the end of last game, and I can quote it for you since it's a podcast we can say whatever the hell he wants. Put some respect my fucking name. That's what he said. <laughs> at the end. At the end. You can read lips easily. That's what the brother said. So, you know, there you go. But going back to Skinny Mello for a minute, I mean, check out his stat line since the bubble. Against Houston, he scored 15 points. Excuse me, had 11 rebounds. In the second game against Denver, he didn't have so, so much of a game, only seven points, five boards. But in the, against the that loss against the Clippers, he had 21 points, seven rebounds. Against Philadelphia, he had 20 points, seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. And the last game, he had 26, 26 points, eight rebounds, two assists, Two steals. That's Skinny Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Future Hall of Famer, Carmelo Anthony. I put some respect on his yeah. name. Um, <laughs> so, dude playing well. Hopefully, CJ McCombs will come around one of these days. He's giving some great. He's giving some decent numbers as well. But how about that Gary Trent Jr. Man, I know he's cooled off some. But man, that kid from Duke, formerly of Duke University, he was just lighting it up, man. From three, the first. Three or four games in the bubble. No, so, listen. Uh, yeah, that that roster that they have. So okay, of course, like I said before, we've been seeing the praises of, of Dame and Carmelo, right? CJ McCollum right. is his All Star caliber. Hopefully, he can go ahead and get back on track and, and and have that level of play, right? 
Hassan Whiteside, mm-hmm. another all-star caliber player. Gary Trent Jr. has been playing well since being in the bubble. The one guy who I completely forgot about, because, of course, he's been battling a lot of injury over the past year and a half, is, is Nurkic. I forgot Nurkic was yeah. back on the roster. My God, to have that big man come out there and 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 give you potentially eight, eight, and eight, or better, or on a nightly basis, and, and could potentially give you more, you know, is 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 another threat that 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 the um the Portland Trailblazers give you. I don't know if they necessarily beat the Lakers. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and say that they don't beat the Lakers. But um, right. I'm, I'm, my hope is that it's gonna be fun. Especially with an opportunity to see Melo and LeBron go up against each other one more time. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be mad cool. But so you said one last time. Well, I know no next future matchup is guaranteed. I think Melo yeah. has a few, at least a few more more years, good years left in him. I think he has two more years. Yeah, and left. I I agree because he's not looking like he's tired. He hasn't come out and said that he's right. ready to retire. Um, you know, if, if Portland wants to keep him, they probably will. Um, well, if Portland, what am I saying? That's that's just reiterating exactly what I said. Um, if Portland keeps him, uh, it'll be great for the young players to continue to learn from him. Um, even if he decides to go elsewhere, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, where he lands. The only reason why I say one last time, or well, actually, I think I said I may have said one more time. Either way, right? Like you said, no playoff matchup is 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 what's the word is um is given, and right. we don't know. And, and for various reasons, it may not be given. Um, you know, the the, the seating could be different depending upon the teams that 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 they'll be on in the future. Um, Melo might end up in the East, and we might not see it again. You know, or the or the Portland Trailblazers just don't make it to the playoffs, or the team that he's on just doesn't make it to the playoffs. There are various reasons, but you know, just this one more opportunity to potentially see it. Of course, they still have to get through the playing situation, depending upon who they play, and the the, the teams that they could play: San Antonio Spurs, um, Phoenix Suns, Memphis uh, Grizzlies. They're all good teams. I know Memphis is, is has been facing a lot of, um, like you said earlier, a lot of they injuries, and yeah, they, they really it. don't deserve it. They, they <laughs> came into the bubble as the eighth seed, and they're on the outside right. looking in, and could very easily get passed um, on right. on play from tomorrow. Um, so yeah, right now, I, think I don't want to see them back spot, in. Though. They can. They clinched the spot. They can. They, they did. They clinched the spot. They clinched the spot, yeah. Oh, they did? They clinched the spot today. Yep, they, today they clinched the spot when, yeah, they clinched it today. So, they clinched at least a nine spot. So, if Portland okay. wins, they'll be the eighth. If they'll be the eighth seed or okay. not, I think Memphis get the eighth seed and Phoenix will be the ninth seed. But, either way, I wanted to see Phoenix and Portland go at it so badly. I really wanted to see yeah, that. Yeah, so do I. Those are two great storylines, but we're not going to get that because I know, again, I know that Biff is going to be one of the squads. And again, I love John Morant. I like Dylan Brooks. But, I mean, damn. I mean, Phoenix is going 8-0 in the bubble. I would love to see I would love to see uh, 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 what's his name? Um, uh, what's that kid's name? 
Phoenix. Devin Booker. I would love to see him. Devin Booker, yeah. Well, because the ball. I, I hadn't seen much of a ball because, but, but, I mean, it's Phoenix. They play early in the day. And I don't care about Phoenix games, but I cared like the last two nights <laughs> because they've been playing so well. And, yeah. you know, and, and Devin, that dude, he's a superstar. He's a young superstar. And, you know, he had one shit, but he still he still has superstar intangibles, at least. But we're going to get at least at least uh, um, uh, Memphis. And the guy in me who wants to see a competitive first-round matchup is pulling hard for Portland. Mm-hmm. Because I think the Portland will give L.A., the Lakers, so many fits. Because they, that's a bad matchup for the Lakers on paper. So, mm-hmm. again, I, you know, I'm just happy to have basketball back. Like most people, most fans. But I was hoping to see Portland and Phoenix streak into the playing game. But let me – speaking of the playing game, right quick, we'll get to other stuff with the, with the, with the NBA. But how cool is the, is the playing game prospect? I mean, it only happens – well, I know just this, this, this one time around, but I wish they, they could continue it just for interest's sake. It only happens, I think, if the ninth seeds within two games – of the eighth seed, or maybe a game within the eighth. Two? Is it two? It's four. It's four. Oh, four. And there was four. four games of the eighth. So, and then the ninth seed has to win twice mm-hmm. to get in over the eighth seed. has only has to win once, which is fair, more than fair. Um, mm-hmm. But that was that 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 added more intrigue to this bubble, which this bubble yeah. has already been intrigued. But just think about the regular season that the teams would be fighting hard. The 8-9 seed would be fighting hard. And the 7 seed, too, because they don't want to be on them play, in that playing game. So, mm-hmm. at least that will increase interest in teams to try and not mill it in early on that really in, in contention. That that would be cool if the NBA actually adopts that for seasons for future seasons. I'm just trying to figure out how that scenario would work. I mean, it would work the same way, of, of course. Um, during the regular season, but I'm just trying to figure out how would that play out in that situation. Where would they play the uh, potential two games? You know, do they go ahead and give um, home court – well, it it would technically be home court advantage um, to the eighth seed and have them play both games uh, at the eighth seed's home arena? I think they would. Um, I think they would. I think they should. That's a, that, I think they should. Both games will be at the HC's home court. I think they should mm-hmm. do that. That'd be tough. That'd be tough. Um, yeah, because well, it would be even tougher, say, like, for the uh, likes of, say, if it was Oklahoma City and Portland, right? Right. Um, right. In the 8-9 scenario, to have to tra- mm-hmm. play in OKC one night and then have to travel and play in Portland the next, there would have to be, I guess, a days. Both. I would say What's just that? have both games at the AC. I'd say have both games at the, at the AC. Yeah. I'd say have both at the AC. Because that mm. would give the AC an advantage because they actually were the highest seed, right? Yeah. And typically, t- and typically the ninth seed would be kind of sorry in the first place. I mean, you're a ninth seed for a reason. So it <laughs> gives the ninth seed an opportunity to truly earn it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. 
Whereas the eighth seed yeah. again has to win only once, but the ninth seed mm-hmm. has to beat them twice, and they have to beat yeah. them twice on the eighth seed's home floor. That's how I, that's how I could think, think that that would be more than fair in that scenario. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think they could do it. I don't know if they will going forward, but it, it's created more intrigue, and that's. I mean, hey, it's about it's an entertainment business. One intrigue, you gotta uh, do what you can to keep the interest level going. But I mean, as far as everything else goes, go. I, I think for the most part, the rest of the NBA has been set as far as <clears throat> positions. I, I I don't think that any more seedings is up for grabs, right? Particularly in the Eastern Conference, everything's everywhere is pretty much set. Like Miami, yeah, everything's like, locked. The oh. The only thing that's not locked is who's going to be the higher seed between Miami and Indiana, and whoever wins in that final game between them, that'll be the fourth seed. So it's all about, you know, do you want to play against potentially Milwaukee in the second round or not? So that's that's all that is. Yeah, and and also since both of them are locked in, both of them are locked in the four and the five. Yeah. Right. It's just that if, if if Indiana were to win, just for pride's sake, they just be the fourth seed. Miami would be the fifth seed. Everyone else is set. Like Milwaukee, obviously the overall the overall seed period, but the top seed in the East. Toronto mm-hmm. the two seed. Boston the three seed. Philly the six seed. Brooklyn and Orlando the seven and eight seed respectively. So, out of way, the winner of Miami and Indiana will get Milwaukee in the second round, but. You know, I think it's more of a pride thing with those two, and especially given the fact that both those squads don't really care for each other all that much, which would be which makes mm-hmm. things more cooler, in my opinion. Uh, I would love to see Jimmy Butler, T.J. Warren go at it. And speaking of T.J. Warren, how about T.J. Warren? Dude was lighting it up, man. NC State product, lighting it up during this bubble. I mean, you could tell he took the training and the off time seriously. He put in the work. Uh, aside from uh, what's his name, Chris Milton of New- of Milwaukee, who said that he didn't touch a basketball, but you could tell mm-hmm. that you want to put in that work. I'm happy for the brother. I just wanted to see how it'll be like once the stakes are much higher when the playoffs start this Saturday. But I've been very, I've been very, very impressed with him, and, and I think it goes to the coaching development of Nate McMillan, who signed a one year yes. extension two days ago, I think. But mm-hmm. props to TJ. I'm just, I'm, and I'm props to TJ Warren first of all. I'm just disappointed that they they didn't have Sabonis and they won't have him for the playoffs um, during this right. time because it would have been very interesting to see how much better this team would have been with T.J. Warren playing better and Oladipo yeah. being there um, and, and on this right. roster. It, 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 I, it, I would have been intrigued to see what that team fully loaded would have looked like against this uh, Toronto Raptors team at the number two seed because, um, yep. you know, just say if they would have failed. Well, actually, it, it doesn't matter because, you know, four or five when it still goes up against the number one. So it don't even matter. It, it, it's, it's all about, like you said, it's all about for pride, I guess, if there is any pride for saying that, you know, you're, you're still going to have to play this team in this scenario still. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a matter of like mind games in that respect because you can imagine 
like uh, Jimmy Butler going up to T.J. Warnicum and saying, you know, we swept y'all this season. Yeah. We have to get, we have to, get to lose you. And that'll get, you know that gets in the players' heads, right? And other yeah. people will want to ball out too much or just shrink, you know, out of way. That's definitely affect them. So, but that's going to be interesting, especially given there's no home court, true home court advantage. Yeah. So it's like, again, it's like this. It's like a, this is a. It's like a glorified AAU tournament. This is like a professional AAU tournament. Who will boil down to? You got teams playing earlier, and the next team will go out there, like maybe thirty minutes or so after that first game, and you know, it's cool though. And and I love the virtual fans. I, I love I love <clears> I, I, I love the Zoom like effect of fans sitting down and. And to an via Zoom or whatever that they use, uh, that's that's very cool too. And pop and bringing in the uh, the uh, crowd noise and everything. That's 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 cool. The NBA has done a hell of a job with they this uh, startup. I mean, I've been very very impressed with them. Very impressed with them. But that's think, what happens when you have the money. Sorry. That's what yep. happens when you have the money to to do stuff like this. Because if you're in a situation, um. Well, like the TBT, because this is this is this, this is this a high-powered version of the TBT, the, the basketball tournament. Um, you have, you know, you have grown men playing in the in the basketball tournament, but because of the, the the money that they have, they have the ability to have the virtual fans to bring it. Well, like the the, the wherewithal to bring in the crowd noise and have a DJ there. And all kinds of stuff like that to enhance the 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 feel of the game, to to make it as close to an NBA experience as you can have under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I really I really did that. But one last thing before we get into the Western Conference, one team that really impressed me has been Brooklyn. Talk about mm. the qualified G League. They have I me. Mean, they have no one aside from maybe um, Joe, Joe Smith. I think that's his name. The white dude that's three point champion, um, and and a few other cats. But you're talking about again, guy, a team stands. Kyrie Irving stands. Kevin Durant stands. Do witty. I mean, the, the, the uh-huh. Brooklyn's ball, and that that's a great job. The coaching staff. And they're just so well run. It makes me mad and sick as a Knicks fan to see this. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but, hey, it is what it is. I mean, they play in my home borough of Brooklyn. I still call them New Jersey from time to time, but I guess they're Brooklyn now. But <laughs> it just makes me sick as a Knicks fan to see that. But, you know, I, I think that Philly has been a team that's disappointed me in the East. I know that injuries are bugging them. Uh, but mm-hmm. they won't be they're, they're They'll be without Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. I don't know what's going on with him health-wise. I think there'll be a coaching change by the end, at the end of the season uh, because the team is too talented to be this mediocre. I know they have a decent record, but given their talent, they should be better than the sixth seed. Um, uh-huh. so they shouldn't be looking up at the likes of Indiana and Miami. Let's put it that way. Um, but, I mean, I would say this, man, looking at the East, some delicious matchups, aside from the Miami-Indiana series, I think Toronto and Brooklyn has a sneaky chance of being a very good series. 
Both teams are well coached. Both teams are scrappy. Both teams are fundamentally sound. They can ball. Toronto, I think, is a more talented version of Brooklyn. But I think that that could be a very entertaining series. And, you know, just keep an eye on the on the, on the the four and the five being Miami, Indiana, and the two and the seven being Toronto and Brooklyn. Yeah, because um, if memory serves me, when they came into the bubble, Brooklyn was the eighth seed. And I really thought that Washington – Right, you know, well, I, and I, I was hoping that Washington would be able to pull into four games um, within Brooklyn to go ahead and make it a, a playing situation between the two of them. The thing is, unfortunately, my Wizards couldn't win a game until today, and the Brooklyn uh, Nets have gone five and two in their time here with one more game remaining to go ahead and move up to the seventh spot. And like you said, yep. they beat right. without key talent. The only person that I can name off the top of my head without looking at their roster is uh, DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan yep. hasn't necessarily been the guy on that roster. It's been that young dude with the afro. I can't remember what his name is. But he yeah, has I know you're been, talking about. Yeah, he has been the go-to guy to Brooklyn during their time inside of the bubble. And he's been the reason why that they've been having the output that they've had. The question is, though, I don't know if they're necessarily strong enough to, to compete with the uh, the Toronto Raptors, if they're capable of getting five, um, getting the five games in the first round against them, it would be huge for them, especially with the guys that they're missing. Um, but I, I still want to see exactly how that turns out because I, I, I really do expect the Toronto Raptors to come through that series um, uh, uh, easily. Uh, because they're a deeper team. They're one of the deeper, if not the deepest team in the league right now. Right. And I, bought, bought, I forgot about Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert has been playing very, very well. Um, That's right. I, I forgot mean, about LeVert, yes. The last few games, man, scored 17 against Orlando, the first game inside the bubble, inside the bubble excuse me. Um, 34 against your beloved Wizards. 13 against the Celtics and lost against the Celtics, but against Sacramento, 22 points. The Clippers, 27 points. Both of those being wins. And Joe Harris is the guy that I couldn't think of, the three-point shooter. Uh, he's Joe been playing well. Harris, that's right. Joe Harris, Joe Harris from Virginia. Cavalier. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I think – is that uh, – I'm trying to look up the guy that you, you talked about earlier. Um, I can't find his name. But anyway, the guy with the fro. Um but, yeah, the point being that uh, I think his name – is it Jared Allen? Yeah, it's Jared Allen. It's Jared it is Allen. Jared yeah, Allen. Jared yes, Allen. it's Jared Allen. Yeah. He's been playing well. I mean, yes, we look at the stat line. I agree. 14 points against Orlando, 22 against your Wizards, 11 well, eleven and 8 against Boston, 17 and 11 – 17 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists against Sacramento, 16 points, 16 rebounds. Four assists, two blocks yeah. against the Clippers. Yeah. Yes. All these guys aren't necessarily household names outside of New no. York, but these are guys that have been playing there. They, they ask us off, man, and, and do what they could to make sure that they could stay in contention for the playoffs. So I don't begrudge them for that at all. But, of course, their yeah. gift in the first round is going to be uh, the 2019 world champion Toronto Raptors. So, Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. But there's a there's good story nonetheless. Good story nonetheless. Let's go yeah. on Westbrook quick, bro. Um, mm-hmm. 
Lakers. We know the Lakers. It, it, look, it's not as suspenseful as it is in the East, right? I mean, sure, people say Milwaukee should win and get to the finals. But, again, Milwaukee has yet to get over the hump. They're a regular uh-huh. season. They're a better regular team than a postseason team. That's just fact. Um, and so I'm just looking to see if they can finally overcome the likes of Toronto, the defending champs, and Boston, even though they match up, match up better with Boston than they do with Toronto. And even uh-huh. Miami. If Miami gets past in there, Miami's tough. So I think the East is yeah. more wide open than the West. Because let's be real. The West is about two teams, the Lakers and the Clippers. I know the Nuggets are a nice story. I love Nokic. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I love, um, I love um, the point guard. And, you know, they've got a bunch of snipers. And they're well coached by Brendan Malone. But And, and I love, OKC has a great story. You know, Chris, no one expected much of OKC. How did they trade That's away all. both Paul George and and uh, uh, Russell Westbrook? But here they are. The yeah. Chris Paul. Future Hall of Famer, Wake Forest uh, uh, alumnus. Um, and they've been playing well. The thing is, man, Houston, I was hyping Houston, even though they don't have a guy taller than 6'5". <laughs> but, um, I mean, hell, I'm 6'4". I can probably post up half the players. Now, nah, let me just stop. I'm not even going to But But let me just but as I say this, man. It's, it's going to be disappointing because, they won't have Houston won't have Russell Westbrook at least for the first two games or so in the playoffs, and that's going to be huge. Yeah, especially if you go up against OKC because I was looking forward to seeing that match of a former player go up against his old team, and not only that, but Chris Paul go up against James Harden. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. partnership that didn't exactly work out in Houston for a variety of reasons. So. I was looking for that match, but that matchup, I don't think without Westbrook for the first two games at least, it's not going to be as juicy. And I think it won't be as competitive as I, we once hoped. Um, but of course, it's Utah. Yeah, they're well coached, but aside from uh, 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 Spider Mitchell, um, I, I, I don't think people will give a damn about them. The Mavericks, I love, I love Duncan. I love Luca, man. Luca's that dude. Luca got that swag. He's a European with some swag about him. I love his swag a lot. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a feature star. He's gonna be a feature superstar, I think. I think this kid is his first uh, playoff series. He's playing alongside the likes of Christos Porzingis, as well as uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Two guys that my my Knicks gave away for practically nothing, and they're flourishing. Mm-hmm. Makes me mad as well. God, being a Knicks fan always makes you suicidal. But anyway, uh, <laughs> seeing those two guys go alongside Luca, I think that they're a team on the rise. I don't think they're going to get past the Clippers. Obviously, I don't think they're going to win a game against the Clippers. I think they have three written all over it. Again, the playing game, though, Memphis and Portland. I'm sorry, Memphis. Memphis is just one of the teams. And if Portland wins tonight, they'll be the eighth seed. If not, Memphis will be the eighth seed and Phoenix will be the ninth seed. Um, but to me, I'm going to mentally fast forward to the Western Conference Finals, Lakers, Clippers. Tell me if I'm wrong with disrespecting the rest of the Western Conference. Um, 
you're wrong for disrespecting the Western Conference, but I don't think that you're wrong with who ends up in the finals. Because I was going to ask, mm. is it wrong that outside of the Clippers, the only team that I see that can potentially be a threat to the Lakers is a team that's the ninth seed in the Portland Trailblazers? <laughs> and, and, and thinking about that, I'm like, yeah. wow, that's, that's insane to me. You know, um, like, I don't see Memphis as a threat. I don't even see necessarily Memphis beating Portland in that series, right? Um, mm-hmm. We don't necessarily know where Utah is going to end up. Utah, could, who is currently in the sixth spot, could end up right. in, in if, if memory serves me, they could end up in the fourth spot or the fifth spot. Um, mm. they still, there's still movement going around. Wait a minute, let me make sure before I put that out there, let me make sure I, I, I check to make sure because <laughs> I thought I saw that. No, I'm wrong. Um, the only teams that could move are are uh, uh, Houston and OKC in that situation. I am wrong. Those are only two that can move okay. in that spot. So, yes, right. um, uh, Utah and Denver are the two teams, who, and actually Dallas, were the three teams I looked at not named, uh, not playing uh, out of Los Angeles, that I looked at as being a potential threat to win the Western Conference um, champion because I like that young talent that all three of those teams have. The problem is, is that they have young talent. None of those teams right. have done it, and none of those individual players have done it on any level yet, which is why I actually have the Lakers and the Clippers meeting in the Western Conference Finals. Um, as talented as Denver and Utah are, whoever they come up against, they're going to end up facing a very talented and deep uh, L.A. Clippers team, even though I don't, I don't necessarily think that Dallas is going to get swept. I like that youth in, in, in Dallas, but I don't see them beating the Clippers. Once again, if that series goes past five, I'm going to be shocked. But I'm looking forward to being right. a very active five <clears throat> games. Um, and then OKC in, in Houston. Huh, I'm just looking at either one of them to end up being chum against the Lakers. I really am. As as interesting <laughs> and as intriguing as small ball has looked, especially for the Houston Rockets, um, like you said with Westbrook and, and Harden and my man Robert Covington, who's actually like in the top five in the, in the, in the league in steals out of Tennessee State. I, I love seeing that dude out there balling as an HBCU representative. Mm-hmm. I'm... <laughs> I don't see them being good enough to beat the Lakers. I don't. Um, and, and that's why I, I'm not taking anything. I don't think I'm not taking past game three into consideration for what the Lakers and the Clippers have done. Like I said before, I just looked at them looking at that entire time as a tune-up and trying to figure out what everyone else is going to do. Matter of fact, the, the, the Clippers, was it the Clippers? No, that was Toronto. Toronto is another one of those teams who kind of was in that situation, too, where they actually had – Nick Nurse didn't coach their last game. Their assistant, um, Griffin, did. I know he's talking about um, Yeah. But, you know, the Clippers and the Lakers, I'm, I'm looking for both of them to make it into the finals. Um, who do I have winning in that scenario? I don't know uh, still yet. Um, you know, uh, easy money says go to LeBron. But easy money could also say go with Kawhi, right? So it's all about who's going to be the the, the healthiest 
um, and the most prepared in this situation. Um, this God, neither team has really done it. Um, but they have pieces on both teams that have. So that's why I'm intrigued by this situation. And I would have loved to have seen this situation outside of the bubble with both teams playing in the Staples Center. No one necessarily getting a home court advantage just like in this situation they won't be. And, and seeing who wins in the, in the best of seven. Matter of fact, I truly believe yeah, the Clippers so. have a better a, a better home court situation outside of the bubble than they would if they would have to play three games in Staples. Because, of course, Staples is still, still the Lakers and then everything else in the yeah, city of Los Angeles. Yeah, the Clippers are tennis. They're going to get their own crib near the Western Farm, the Great Western Farm, I think, next year or the year after. Yeah. They'll be on the arena in Hollywood, I guess in Inglewood. Inglewood, not Hollywood Park. Inglewood, Inglewood yeah. Um, but, uh, Inglewood. You know. Um, yeah, <laughs> that'll be their home. That'll be cool. Um I, Very cool, I, especially with um, your boy uh, Kawhi B from the wood. That's right. Well, from the wood that's area. Correct. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good enough for me. Um, but yeah. I'll say this, man. I, I don't know. To, you're more hopeful about bullish about the Western Conference up and around Western Conference Series than I am. Um, I'll just <laughs> say this. If Portland does get the get plays in the playing game tonight, they're playing Brooklyn right now. If they mm-hmm. get a spot in the playing playing series, and they end up getting that. They could take a chunk of flesh out of the Lakers because they match up pretty well against the Lakers, at least on paper. Uh, yeah. Because who on the perimeter for the Lakers could check Damian Lillard? Who nobody. Can, like, yeah, like you sweat, nobody. Um, but who, <laughs> who who could say CJ McCollum, right? I mean, it's, I guess it comes down for if you're Portland, do you have an answer for Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis has best, better his better games against the, the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it's going to come down to. But that's why I give obviously the Lakers the answer. I think the Lakers could win it in six. So I was going to ask you if they're going to still have best of seven in the first round. So I guess that they are. I haven't heard any different. I think myself. they are. So they're not going to go best of five. All right. So that's that's, that's too bad. I, I missed the best of five. But anyway, um, uh, I, I that's in that case, I can see the Lakers winning. In, I think the Lakers will win in six if they if they're playing Portland. If they're playing Memphis, it'll be a sweep. It'll be an easy sweep. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree so, with you. I, I and actually, oddly enough, as of right now, that Portland uh, Brooklyn game is tied at thirty-one at the half. Okay. So yeah, yeah it's it's, it's going to be really intriguing to see what happens. Um, well, Portland first and foremost, they need to to to, to get out of tonight because it looks like Brooklyn's not looking to lay down, even though they're locked at that number seven spot. <laughs> they want to go ahead and I guess play. And be ready for the playoffs. Brooklyn is tough. Brooklyn is so well coached. The, 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 the culture is so awesome. Again, it makes me sick as a Knicks fan to watch, but, you know, they're, they're tough. They're well coached. And when they get the two stars back next year, oh, it's going to be all – the Eastern Conference is going to be all in the popping. Mm. It's going to be all in the popping. Because you think about Toronto was not going anywhere. Boston's not going anywhere. If Giannis stays <laughs> in Milwaukee, they're not – 
going anywhere. So, and of mm-hmm. course, Miami is not going. Indiana's not going anywhere. The East is going to be a beast. If Kevin Durant comes back fully healthy as well as Kyrie, it, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be hella awesome. And 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 Jeff Bond, who would have thunk that 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 star from University of Kansas, who turned to be mm-hmm. a pretty pretty good NBA coach? Who would have thunk it? But there he is doing his thing in, uh, yeah. in, in in Brooklyn. I'm proud of him. This is his first year in Brooklyn too. I'm proud of the the job that he's done, one black man to another, and you know it's good to see him get the opportunity. I know he did. He, I think he was a coach. He was a coach in Orlando for a while. Or was he an assistant in Orlando for a while? He, um, he must have been an assistant if he was coaching anywhere else. He must have been an assistant. Yeah. So this is this is great. This is a great first job, first time coaching job for for Jacques. And I know the players expect him because he's a former player. And he was damn. He was an excellent. He was an excellent college player. He played in the, in, in the NBA for yes. a little while too. So mm-hmm. he has the players' respect, which is key. So it's good to see that. It's good to see the brother doing well. I have one last thing about the NBA before we move on to the college football. The NBA, like we said earlier, they've had the good. They have the. They have the, They have a good thing going with how they've done inside the bubble. As far as no COVID, positive COVID-19 tests, the way they handled the Lou Williams situation, even though, again, I'm not mad at Lou Williams. Haven't been and haven't will be and never will be. Um, <laughs> but they're doing something. Adam Silver was considered, cause has considered doing something that may upset that delicate COVID balance, and that's bringing in, quote, unquote, guests. NBA players. NBA apparently NBA players want to bring in more people outside of the immediate family. I don't know. I heard the immediate family is allowed in the bubble. I hadn't seen any allowed. Uh, seen any or heard about any family members in the bubble. It might be true. I'm not. not too sure. Okay, now I have I. So, but to bring in additional people, let's just call for what it is. They want to bring in some hoes. They, they want to bring in some hoes. This is a whole. Se- this is a sex thing. I, I think I think NBA players are frustrated. They want to get the rocks off. I ain't mad at them. What it is? I mean, they wouldn't be such a big deal as much as the homeboys want to get in. I don't think they give a damn. I don't think they, they the players would give a damn. The homeboys couldn't come. This is all. These these are women. This yeah. is a, again. These this has IG holes written all over it. This this what this what this <laughs> serious. This is this is players who want. They, this is a this is this is Adam, this is them crying out to Adam Silver saying, "Hey, we want to fuck." That's what this is. <laughs> That's exactly what this shit is. Let's just be real about it. Again, would the players be making a big ass deal? It was their homeboys that couldn't get in. The answer would be hell no. No one would care about that shit. These are hoes. These are IG hoes. <laughs> we're gonna come into the bubble. That's exactly what this shit is. I just hope and pray that they keep these IG hoes home. Chances are they're probably fucking anybody else, everybody else anyway. But <laughs> let's just keep them out. Look, come on now. You, you know I'm right. You know I'm absolutely right about this. I, you know, I know these IG right. hoes, they, they they're busy on their own. Let's just put it that way. They're, they, they, I'll they're, say this, they're currently... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'll say this, though. I don't know if you remember. I can't remember what her name is. 
Um, and I don't necessarily I, I didn't know her before then, which makes it easier for me not to remember what her name is. But there was a young lady before the bubble started who basically said, Oh, it don't matter, I'm gonna find my way in there anyway, right? And which yep. led a lot of um basketball fans and sports writers to try to figure out one, who she is and two, how was she finding her way in? And of course someone discovered a photo with her and if memory serves me correctly, I hope I'm wrong because I don't want to go ahead and put this dude on blast. But it was, well, I'm, I'm thinking it was Los Angeles Clippers head coach Doc Rivers. But I, I, oh, if it Lord. wasn't Doc, if it wasn't Doc, I know it was a head coach. I know that it wasn't a player. It was most definitely a wow. head coach. So if this young lady's talking about, I'm gonna find my way in, if she ain't already been in. I'm surprised right now that, that, that they haven't been sneaking anyone in, unlike your boy with the Seattle Seahawks trying to sneak her in, sneaking in his girl just as a player. My God. I hope but, that was worth it. I hope that pussy was worth it. He got his ass cut. Because <laughs> he got cut I hope that pussy was worth it for him. That was a, oh my that God. Was a three to $400,000 sex yeah. job. That was a $300,000 to $400,000 yeah, sex job. That's because he lost his job. Cause, yeah, because, dude, my thing is this. If, if you're in camp right now, chances are you're with the team. I don't know how many players are going to end up – I don't know how many total they brought into camp, but I think they're going to mm-hmm. have to keep a larger roster than normal because of COVID. But, yeah, your boy just went ahead and did something dumb. But I digress. That's not the NBA. Back to Adam Silver. If he does that, yeah. my <laughs> guess is that this will be a reward for the, the, the players and the team that have made it to the playoffs. Good. Hey, you made it. Good. You go ahead, we bring in some cooch. You go ahead, let you do what you do. The thing is this, though. If that's done and it's announced and a wife isn't brought in, it's going to be some problems. Because oh yeah, <laughs> unless a player just says, God, it's going, to be, it's going to be very difficult for a player to tell his wife, no, you can't come, especially if Adam Silver is allowing women to come. Especially if that yeah. wife doesn't trust her husband. So, you know, whatever which happens. Players, which NBA players is, is trustworthy outside of Grand Hill and maybe LeBron? Let's be real about it. <laughs> Who, which NBA player is trustworthy? Again, these players, I said it like a few weeks ago, these players are pussy magnets. They're pussy yeah. magnets. People know who they are. Women know who they are. They see their yeah. faces, especially Olympia mm-hmm. star, at least a star. Oh my goodness! If Lou Williams has a, some wings named after him at a strip club, and he's a he needs a star, he's not a superstar, but he if he has some names, some wings named after him at a famous mm-hmm. strip club, you know we get players to get you get down. You we know know that we know yeah. that. Come on, we know that. So again, hopefully, look again. I'm not mad at players who want some pussy. They, they, every man deserves some pussy. Let's just be real about it. Every man deserves some pussy. But for the case, for the sake of finishing this playoffs, getting to these playoffs and finishing the playoffs without a case, without a star catching the case or an outbreak, breaking out in the bubble, keep the asses home. Just keep the asses home. Keep them home. Because you got to ask only the guess. player, especially what for title. Is it worth a title? My only title. guess is 
Yeah, my guess is though, if the commission is going to allow this to happen, these young ladies are going to be vetted as much as possible. They're going to be quarantined for a couple of days before they're let loose on 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 the grounds to do whatever they're going to do or whoever they're going to do. And 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 um, yeah. So it'll be it'll be very interesting to see if that happens. It will. Yeah, I just I just think they should keep their asses home, keep their IG holes home. That's that's my recommendation. If they must bring a woman in, if they must bring women in, bring a girlfriend. Why? Bring a girlfriend, bring a wife. But yeah, if you're bringing in these these these, then don't get me wrong. Some of these young ladies are are are, are pleasurable in the eye. But oh um, yes, they are. That's why the IG holes. Yeah. <laughs> <What did I know? laughs> because they're on the eyes. They're not no, no attachment. That's why the IGOs. If, if if I'm if I'm playing for Brooklyn, if I'm playing for Orlando, if I'm playing for Memphis, I might do it. I might do it. I might do it. I'm not winning no title. Why not? You're like fuck it. You're not gonna be there long anyway, right? <laughs> I'm not gonna be there long anyway. Why not? Why not? <laughs> But seriously, but seriously, man, keep the asses <laughs> home. Just, yeah. Those IG hoes are fine. We know that. There's a reason why the IG hoes. Let's, yeah. let's, yeah, let's keep it real and keep it at yeah. that. Keep the asses home. Yeah. If it ain't a wife or a significant other, keep the asses home. And even some, even even the family, you still they got to be heavily tested. As far as yeah. in quarantine, mm-hmm. so you can't. I mean, can you imagine if what if an IG hole comes in? Just give, let's just say she like comes in and and and, and gives and services quote unquote services Damian Lillard. All right, oh. she has COVID. Damian Lillard goes out there with the virus, gives the other dudes on the court. That would shut the whole thing down. Yeah. That would shut it down. And, and and then imagine the same the same IG ho goes from Damian Lillard to to someone else Chris Gossip and uh-huh. Chris Paul, and then it would just go spread and spread and spread because you again they are IG holes for a reason. <laughs> They're IG holes for a reason. So keep the asses keep the asses home. We'll fuck you on the way out on the on the way home if you want to if you want. If, if, if that's what you really want, if they're on their way out of the playoffs anyway, but until then, stay home. All right. That's my little soapbox, my PSA for the day. <laughs> IG hoes, stay home. The more you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Let's talk about these college football conferences and the pandemic, man. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen college football conferences, like mainly a lot of, a lot of the FCS conferences, of course, included our beloved MIAC and SWAC. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the Ivy League was the first to say hell no to, to fall sports, period. Right? The first, no, yes. the first the Division One, yes. Yeah, they were the first one. So, mm-hmm. so, so the, all, the, all the FCS conferences followed suit. I think most of them have. Well, the first mm-hmm. part, Liberty, the Liberty is FBS. Um, that's all um, I'm saying, but they're independent. Yeah, FBS, yes, yes, FBS. Uh huh. Um, 
what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So now you have more FCS conferences, like, following suit, right? UConn was the first, and I'll be independent, but the first FBS program to to call off the uh, to postpone the 2000 athletics for 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 like for the fall of 2020. Then you have like recently the MAC, no MAC yeah. Um And I obviously live in Ohio. This is middle of MAC country. Um, yes. And then you had I think Mountain West all suit. Um, mm-hmm. You had uh, well, actually the Mountain West falls suit after the Pac-12. But anyway. I'm getting ahead of myself, but the point is, is that you still have maybe one or I think two, maybe three, um, group of five conferences. I think the American is still going, is still planning to go at it, um, as well as well the Sun Belt and Conference USA. So that makes three. So three groups of five conferences are going to go ahead with it because. The Big Twelve, the Big Ten, rather, was the first to say, "No, nah, we're not going to do the fall football thing or fall sports thing." As well as the Pac, had go together like hand in glove, they fall immediately, almost immediately, fall suit. So, which leaves us with the SEC, aka the Beast, the ACC, our beloved ACC, and mm-hmm. later the Big Twelve fall through to go with the the two other major Southern-based conferences. To play football, and as a result, that's why you have top, the, uh, the 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 American Athletic Conference, the Sun Belt, and Conference USA. With especially with the with the uh, uh, Sun Belt being a Southern Conference, saying okay, we're going to still go ahead with football. Me okay. personally, I don't think I think they're going to everyone's going to eventually cancel the fall season, or at least postpone the fall season once more information comes out. Because I, I, to me, it's, it's stuff fundamentally, it's fundamentally wrong, especially if some of those campuses are not allowing students back on campus to have the college to have the student athletes come in, particularly the football players. And yes, I get that they that there are probably protocols in place. Yes, I get that it's a structured environment, like Trevor Lawrence said from Clemson, that they do not they being the, the student athletes, football players, would stand a better chance of contracting the virus if they were off campus than it would be on campus in the structure in the structured world. I get all that. But you're asking 18, 19, 20-year-olds to go from the dorm to the facilities, to the football field, back to the facilities, back to the dorm, taking classes online what, or what have you. You don't think there are going to be some 18, 19, 20-year-olds that would want to get a piece, go off campus, get a piece? Because these are the same campuses that some, that some, some students have in COVID parties. Those are real things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And so you're asking your student athletes to be put, in, to put a, to themselves at risk. And also they're signing things called waivers that if yeah. they get the disease, they're not liable. The schools are not liable. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that that's still a good idea for the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 and others to do this. Now, granted, look, from the selfish side of me, I would like for them to play at least a few games because this is the first and maybe the only time that Notre Dame would be in the conference, right? Notre Dame would play all ACC schools, and as a part of the deal, 
they get to compete and, and for a spot, the chance to play in the ACC championship game. That's probably the only time this is going to happen. So hmm. I think me and a few other and a lot of other fans would like to see how Notre Dame would fare in their all conference schedule. That to me would be awesome. But I think that wouldn't be fair. I don't think it would be right necessarily because, again, the risk involved with these young young people, because these are millionaires. These are NFL yeah. players whose, whose NFL franchises can afford to test well, to afford to get the protocols, to have the, to have the right uh, protocols and whatnot. They don't have – college campuses don't have that. Even the Alabamas and the Clemson of the world, they don't have that. As much as by say – the Washington football team or the Steelers no. or the Cowboys, they don't have no. those they don't have that they don't have those resources. I don't know. I'm torn. I, I, I as much as I look to see Notre Dame play a conference schedule in the ACC, I just don't think it's right, man. I just don't. And I'm in complete agreement with you, but I'm not one of these guys who are out here, you know, saying that everything has to halt. And, and you know, it's, it's, well, I'm not one of these doom and gloom guys. You know, there there are a lot of right. there are people who are overly animate about uh, college football being played, and there are people out there who don't want college football, let alone any sport being played. Right? right. And I'm somewhere in the middle. I am I am somewhere in the middle. Um, like I am glad that hockey. Major League Basketball, major, major, not Major League um, Baseball, but um, the NBA, the WNBA, they, they've gone through their bubbles with no cases, right? M- MLS, baseball, too. And MLS, yeah. MLS, MLS um, the NHL is a great too. Yes, exactly. So all of them, no cases, right? Baseball has had a right. time of it. They're still dealing with what they're dealing with, which is why I have an issue with college football doing it because they're not going to be in a bubble. And I'm going to be intrigued to see how the NFL handles this with them not playing in the bubble either, right? But I digress. Right. The things that I get tired of hearing about, um, well, the things that I get tired of hearing about, of course, that the loss of college football is going to um, come down to the loss of a lot of money. Now, some of it's true. Right. Some of it not true. Now, yes, the loss of the TV deal, huge money, right? Well, yes, loss of TV deal is going to be an issue. You're not going to necessarily you're not going to lose gate money because certain states they're not going to allow people to come out for to your venue anyway to watch the games live. Um, tourism dollars, you're not going to lose that because people aren't coming to games. So people throw that out there as if that's revenue that's going to be lost. Forget about that. That's not that's not even a part of the equation. It's just the TV money, and that's the major part of the finances that's going to be lost. Um, we already understand. For those who, who pay attention, we already know that the decision makers are being highly affected by politics from various yeah. types. Um, number one, yeah. being of course the politics that, especially, right. And a lot of the, the, the conferences and a lot of the conferences and teams that want to play or that will end up playing as of right now are in red states. So, yes, yeah. they, they're still right. looking for the fine ways to come out and play. The other politics I'm talking about is the whole politics between and the politics and the posturing 
between universities and players. Um, I don't know if you saw yeah. this tweet by um, a writer by the name of Joe Nocera, but he tweeted this last no, week. I... Okay. Here's the real reason the P5 <clears throat> will cancel football. It destroys the amateurism excuse that has given college sports free labor for a century. If games are played during a pandemic, even as campuses are empty, it will be possible to argue they are not employees. Yeah. So yeah. to your point earlier, if they do come on campus, especially if it's an empty campus, and their their sole thing is to come out and play football, then yes, they are football players for the state of whatever team or college that program is in. They become state employees at that point because they're generating mm-hmm. revenue based on the TV deals that these conferences will receive. I don't, I don't, I don't see how you swing it any other way. My thing has been this. Don't mm-hmm. want to play. And I understand the, the whole hashtag we want to play thing and the, the, the whole narrative of they're safer on campus than they are if they go home. My question has been this. Well, if they're safer on campus than they are at home, why don't we go ahead and take into consideration the first part of their so-called titles? of student-athletes and have them be right. just students, right? And right. put that scholarship to work for at least a semester where they don't have to play and just have them go to class. Let them be students and have uninterrupted class and then still be able to be – and still have the opportunity to be tested on a safe situation like the compound of college campus, and they'll be fine, Right. That's what they're saying. If, if, if health is, is, is the, the, the true thing that we're focusing on, and let's be real, it's not. It's about the economics of this entire thing. But if it is the health and the welfare of these students, they're fine. Let them be students. Let them go to class. Test them on a regular basis. They'll be fine. That's what you're worried about. Because I find it right. interesting when these kids were coming out and talking about social issues, you barely coaches were coming. It was rare that you saw a coach come out, especially on the football side. It was rare that you saw a coach come out. It was rare that you saw an AD come out. It was rare that you saw a university president come out. And it was rare that you saw a commissioner head come out. But now because it's football and because these guys want to play, now everybody want to come out to Woodworths. And everybody want to champion these kids or let them play, let them play. And that's like the fans. There were certain fans that weren't in support of these student athletes who were out here in support of social issues. But now that they want to play, now you want to push them on because they're, they're, they're your gladiators now. They're giving you entertainment. They're, they're earning revenue for you. They're beneficial to you now in this aspect. Yeah. Oh, my God. Here's the thing, Here's another layer I wanted to throw on top of that, particularly as it pertains uh-huh. to the Big Ten at 12. Now, you mentioned earlier about that tweet. Keep in mind yes. that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have the We Are United hashtag, which called for, among other things, compensation for student-athletes. Uh, aside for racial equality thing, I don't have it in front of me, but it's, it's on the Players' Tribune. Dot com. Yes. That, mm-hmm. that both 
both, both, both groups from both conferences have up there right now to speak. Um, and, you know, so basically I think this is also the commissioner, not the commissioner, but well, him and the college president saying, you know what, we're going to take control from these kids and not, and not play because here's the thing. If they were to play, right, and they were to accept these these kids, the young people's conditions for we are, hashtag we are united. I mean that would open the door for unit, and it still might open the door for player union, like uh, for player unions mm-hmm. in college football. Yeah, I, mean, I still think even I think so in the South too because you have to hashtag we want to play as well with Trevor Lawrence and uh, and the likes of um, uh, Justin Fields. Um, I tried to kill a spider and I missed. Uh, but <laughs> you know, I, I think that they are. I think they still. I think we're still going to have a push for for for, for unions. They are steady push because these kids realize that they have power. Yes. And you know, is is in all in the name of recruiting. I mean, I'm just saying it's 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 it's, it's a game changer. But still, I think it would have really given the powers to the players in the Big 12 and the Pac-12, which, I mean, call me conspiracy theory, but I think, I think that has a lot to do with it as well, of not conceding any power perceived or, or real to these kids. And so exactly. I think that's also they they pull the plug, at least on the on the fall. And I don't think they're going to play any football in the spring. I don't think so. I, I, think logistic, I don't think logistically it'll work. I don't think it could work. Um, They're trying to figure out to ways to make it work. I don't know how it's going to work. I just know that the seniors, you know, the, the seniors and the guys who are NFL prospects are, are going to play. Yeah. They won't play. Why would you play right. when your combine and your workouts come around the time that spring football comes around? And the other thing that's going to be a logistical issue, of course, is the fact that you're going to have these guys play two seasons within a calendar year. That's going to be pretty tough, too. Right. It'll be intriguing to see if they attempted to pull it off, how do they do so. But to your point, it, it, you know, it, it, the, way that they, that, that, the way that you stop the union is to stop them from being considered as employees of the state. If, if they right. perceive themselves to be employees of the state, they feel as though they can unionize. And you're right. And the, the way to quench all of that is to stop them from playing altogether. Now, yeah. As as much of a detriment as that is, it's more so a benefit to them because they're not risking themselves to come out there and play. Now, I understand that only 1% of the uh, the nation's population has come down with the illness, but do you want to be that 1%? You know, and here's a bit of a place to die becomes definitely ill. From COVID, I'm because sorry. as the science proves, you yes. know, it, it doesn't it doesn't discriminate by age. The data is no, it does not. So to your point, do you want to, that these universities want to be the first to have a badly a, a case a great grave case with a student, not only a student athlete but with a star player with as with professional aspirations? That's the other big thing. Yeah. So that's why I think it's a good idea for these kids to be playing. I mean, people want to make it about politics and liberal this, liberal that. That's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, it's common. Yeah. Let's use common sense. 
You're going to have yeah. a sport, a high-contact sport, where you're going to be mm-hmm. rolling around, tackling and grabbing other guys, sweating on other guys, spitting on other guys. It's going to be hard to – and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's, I mean, even with all the tests in the world, it's still – you go. this would be a risk every game. And I know you said about mm-hmm. basketball, hockey, and soccer, and baseball. If you don't go to casinos, I'll lie the St. Louis Cardinals. But to <laughs> me – the only way this could remotely work in college football with limited funds, I'll not like the NFL, is if they keep the general population of students off campus. That's the only uh-huh. way this shit's going to work. That's the only way it's going to work. Do not allow fans in the stadium. Do, do, do you pack the noise if you want to. I don't give a damn. But don't allow fans in the stadium. Don't allow college kids on campus. And make sure – these, these these football players stay within the confines of the complex. Dorm room, training facility, football facility, practice field, do some homework, study hall, online, do some online classes, back at it, work out, get treatment, go back to your dorm. Is it going to be boring as hell? You better believe it's going to be boring, especially for 18 You sure know it will be. Uh-huh. It's going to be boring. It's going to get old very quickly. I can. I speak. We we both speak from experience of being former college students. Actually, to sit still, it's going to get old quickly. Trust us on that. Eight to ten weeks. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be having campouts for real. <laughs> after eight, yeah. After eight to ten weeks. Um. But that's the only way it will work. And have those. And 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 have it. And have and have enforcement with teeth in it. You know. Threatening penalties and not necessarily saying that kids should use a, should lose a scholarship over it, but still, it just has to maybe have them sell a game or run some extra steps at the stadium. I don't know. They'll figure it out. But the only the big the main thing is keep the if if these for these colleges and the SEC, ACC, and the Big Twelve. Keep college to keep the general population of college students the hell off of campus. That includes staff. That includes faculty. Keep them off campus. That's the only way it's going to work. If they don't oh do this, God. it's not going to work. If they don't no, do this, it's not. It's not. It's not going to work. And then that's another thing too, because university is going to want to have it so that they're capable once again of generating revenue. And universities are yeah. a business. The only way to – well, I'm not going to say the only way, but, you know, they're going to try the, the online aspect, and a lot of universities have started that. But most students are going to want that in-person experience, and that means that right. you're going to have to have students on campus. That's that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem because now that's you're, you're quarantining the work. students – that's not going to work. It's not. But you know what? That's the thing. Because even if you're a student, to make sure that you don't bring anything to the campus and you're not the outbreak monkey, you're going to have to stay on campus as well. But that means right. you got to trust the individual that doesn't have anyone watching over them to do that. That 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 to, to do that. And I don't know how feasible that's going to be. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Um, I don't know. It's just and to those people out there, those 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 
old ass mow my lawn type dudes out to stick gulf my lawn type dudes talking about oh they have a they got a free education blah 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 shut the fuck up they were they were yeah. making so many millions millions of dollars for that for this school especially for power five and the college coaches are multimillionaires with generational yeah. wealth stop it with that whole crap stop it with that they got a scholarship and free ride bullshit. Come on, that's like pennies compared to what they're really worth, if they're really honest about it, and what the money they bring, the amount of money they bring to the university on TV contracts alone. Stop uh-huh. it. Stop it with that nonsense. But let me just get y'all on this, man. We know, as you can see, by some, like, whether from some, uh, um, some college football conferences, to like former seasons or, or otherwise, and the lack of organization surrounding it, it tells me one thing, man, and I think you know it too. The, the, the college football needs a commission. They they need a czar. Because let's just be real about it. Sooner or later, since the NCAA is not really in charge of college football, particularly FDL, on the FBS level, they're going to break off. Especially the Power Five. I think the Power Five is going to just break off and say, fuck this, and form their own thing. Hell, they run their own thing right now. They run their own thing around. It, I mean, the college football playoff, that's not to the NCAA. They don't get any money off of that. That strictly goes to the conferences. All that money, all that bowl money goes to the conferences, straight to the conferences. No middle, no middle man involved. So, but I don't see – because not only because you got too many egos, you got too much money at stake. Mm-hmm. You got all these power fathers making all whole shitload of money. And I don't think they're going to allow some dude or do that to come in and be in charge a la Roger Goodell. Because if they do that, that tells you, again, that this whole amateurism idea is number the big sham. And for mm-hmm. those reasons, man, I don't they need one. They need a commissioner. I don't think it'll ever happen. And as a result, you're still going to have chaos like this amongst the power five. No, there's no way they're going to have a commissioner. They're going to continue to allow what they currently have, which is their advisors come in and do just that, advise. Because if, if I'm the power five, I'm not going to want that because what the commissioner can right. potentially come in and do is try to make it so that there's a little bit more uh, of a a level playing field within all the conferences. Mm -hmm. Right. If, if I'm one of these five entities that generate so much revenue, matter of fact, they generate um, a third of the revenue. I'm trying to remember whether or not I talked about it on this show or not, but the power five conferences, the five conferences alone generate almost well, a little bit over $4 billion by themselves based on the TV money, the bowl money, and the tournament money. Well, I'm sorry, the TV money and the, and the, and the bowl money and the championship money from the football um, uh, 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 playoffs, right? Because let's be real, mm-hmm. all the teams that's making it to the, the football playoffs are the Power Five conferences. So right. with all of that money that's in, in college basketball but not the tournament. So with all of that money that they generate, they can go ahead and, and, and I don't know if you saw it, but there's an article that actually um, talks about just that, 
they can go ahead and just separate from the NCAA by themselves and and run as an entity right. alone, right? Um, right. With those with those five conferences, you have sixty four teams, sixty five if you add in Notre Dame, right? That's enough. Mm-hmm. To, that's enough teams to go ahead and still have about twenty bowl games and a sixteen team playoff, right? Right. And still have a quote unquote college basketball tournament championship yep. by yourself. So, if I can continue to generate this type of revenue by our amongst this group, why do I need to be a part of you guys? If anything, you guys are holding us up. You know, I mean, yeah, it's cute to have a Boise State. You know, it's cute to have a Cincinnati occasionally, Navy play well, you know, um, Western Michigan. I mean, it, it's cute when they do something, right? But mm-hmm. they're not bringing in the money that we're bringing in. Why right. do we need to continue to be with you other than the fact of, uh, of, of in the sake of, of, of competition? That's the only thing that's holding me here is competition, is that I know that you exist, and to prove that we're the best, I still want to beat you. Central Florida, another situation. Cute, yes, but you're not a Power Five team, you know. And yes, it's cute to have y'all out there, but yeah. And I'm not going to allow a commissioner to come in and force me to do something I'm not going to want to do, especially if I feel as though that I don't have to be a part of you to continue to do what I'm doing. So yeah, yeah. It, 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 it sounds good on paper to have a commission, right? But the Power Five conferences are not going to allow that. They're not, right? Because it doesn't benefit them. Yeah, yeah. In other words, we both agree. Shit yeah. ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Uh, <laughs> they built this monster, though. That's the problem. That is the problem. Before TV deals became an issue back in the eighties. You know, amateurism yeah. was, was was legit just that. It was it was amateurs going up against one another and you had situations, you know, where you had BYUs or when BYUs now part of the Pac twelve though. But you had SMUs, you, you, you had right. Navy, you had Army and, and they were competing well against teams within these what are now the power fives. Not no more because they are the ones that get the the large T V deals. Because of those T V deals they're able to build up the facilities. And these facilities are able to attract the top talent. And because of this top talent and it being seen on TV, it becomes a ooh-ah factor for the kids and their parents to have their kids be seen in those conferences. So, yeah, why am I going to allow a commissioner to come in and stop that? Right. That's the gravy train. Why allow yeah. them? Why does, why, why? It comes down to money, bro. I mean, that's why yeah. these college kids – on campus, it's, it's money. It's money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a combination of all this shit. It's money. So, <clears throat> yeah, this ain't gonna happen. But this, we're gonna see, bro. This gonna be. I tell you, man, twenty twenty could go to hell. <laughs> it really can. <laughs> uh, it really can. I mean, all this shit. I mean, at least you get sports back in some capacity. But, but we ain't even talked about the NFL. But that's another podcast from other time. But man, nevertheless, listen. yeah. That's another whole can of words that we ain't got time to get into. But, anywho, the point is, 
is we're hoping for the best for these college kids out there because there's a real big risk out there. And, again, the selfish side of me wants to see it play out because, again, this will be the first time Notre Dame will be in a conference, at least for one year. And I'm just eager to see how that's going to play out. But I just hope that these that they do right by these college kids, and I'm just hoping on a prayer that none of these kids get sick from this virus. I really can't. Uh, yeah, because I agree. I completely agree. And I understand that this is a, a slimmer chance than, well, I guess, the way it per, it's perceived for these guys yeah. to, 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 to catch the illness. But at the same time, right. I don't want that to be a chance that they have to take. You know, and I, I don't want it to be a dice game for them just because they want to play football right. or in some cases they want to, you know, be able to, 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 to generate revenue for their family by going pro at, at, at some capacity. Nah, I don't want them to risk that just for a year, man. Go ahead. Take some time off, man. Get rested, get fit, yeah. get right, get healthy. Your time will come. I understand it's difficult, right. man. I know it's easier said than done, but don't put your life in, in, in because what happens if you do? Then you become one of those that have the opportunity to have a situation that's worse. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it is it is what is unfortunate. But anyway, thank you, D. Uh, we'll do this again next week, brother. Take a like. No diggity. You too. No doubt. All right, peace out. That's my guy Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on the DR slash HCT Sports, where he raps about all things HCT Sports as well. Sleazy Radio every face. Every Tuesday night right on Facebook Live. Thank y'all for tuning into the podcast. Scott Burks. And please remember, as always, if you can, stay at home. And if you're out, wear a damn mask. Last but not least, oh, six. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.